Before we get started, a word from 3BR, a sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. 3BR Distillery is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room at 7 Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Garofka spirit is made from peas, and it's an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Find more about 3BR at 3BR Distillery on Instagram or visiting the tasting room. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Review. I am Matt, and with me as always... I'm Will, still sounding like Barry Manilow. <laughs> yes, because we did not record these episodes together. We recorded two totally separate times. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, years apart. Years apart. Um, today's episode is all about Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Honor Among Thieves, that was called? <coughs> Which is a stupid title, to be honest. Just call yeah, it Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, but. I, you know what it is? <laughs> I think they wanted... They listen. I mean, we're jumping, but... This is obviously the beginning of our franchise, so we're going to call it Dungeons and & Dragons, and then we can just change the little yep. su- subtitle to whatever the fuck we want for as many movies as we want. Exactly, because this... This for- movie was so fucking Dude. good, and I was shocked. Me too. Shocked. I was legitimately shocked, because... It came I, out of nowhere. Yeah, because this movie has been... Um, the trailers for this movie has been, have been popping up before movies that I've been seeing for months now. And which just made me think like this movie is going to suck. Like they're, like they're promoting it so hard, right? And I'm like, this movie's not going to be good. Like, there's no way this movie can be good. It's going to be just like a like a freaking like the equivalent of a hack and slash, you know, video right. game with no plot, no character development, or like a basic plot, right? And then they said, "Oh, you thought though, dude, bro." I like you. You just said this before we started filming. You're like. I'm almost mad that it's as good as it is because yeah. it really, one, came out of nowhere. I mean, the last Dungeons & Dragons movie had with Jeremy Irons and I was like, what, in 2000? And it just didn't... I forgot the movie even existed. Yeah. Like- <laughs> um, but again, it was like, I didn't hear a lot about the development of it. Like, I learned about it when they dropped the trailer. Like, yeah, I was exactly. like, I didn't even know they were going to make it one of these. Right. Cause it, cause, and, it, cause, and it's not like the movie is populated with a bunch of no-name actors. Right. There's Chris Pine, there's Michelle Rodriguez, and Hugh Grant. You're like, yeah, Justice Smith. Like, yeah. Because Justice Smith was the main kid in Detective Pikachu. Exactly. And, and, the, and that other fucking guy that everybody loves from the, the Netflix smart Oh, show. Um, Renee Page. Yeah, right. Oh, and then, so uh, was it Sophia Lillis? She was the young, Be- yes. the young Beverly in It. Yes, yes. And she was in some other popular movies, too. I can't. She was fucking creepy in this movie. Jesus Christ. She was so creepy in this movie. Um, (laughs) But, like, yeah, I mean, like, so let's... Okay, so so let's just, like, start from the beginning. Because I think the first thing that... I, this movie did really well that I noticed, at least, like, as someone that, you know, plays D&D, was that they gave you, like, just enough of the D&D fan service without... Because I thought that they were going to just... You know, one of the reasons I thought the movie was going to suck was that they were just going to take the concept of like right. a medieval world of Dungeons and Dragons and not give you like, anything really connected. And now, as someone who has never played D D a day in their life, yeah. So we have two different perspectives, which right. is really cool. So they they gave you some of those things, right? Just even by by way of like the just even the fact of like how they put together 
the group, right? Right, because it's always, if correct me if I'm wrong, when you make a D&D group, you have one of each. You don't have three wizards and two barbarians. It's usually yeah. one of something. And, and technically you can, right? Because each person gets to pick their own character. So if you want to, you can have three wizards. But usually but everyone is right. a different You've got a mix. You've got class. your mage and your bard, right? Like you've always got different characters, right? And it's like, it was just fun to see, you know, like, like Michelle Rodriguez, she was like your bruiser character, yeah. right? Which could be like a dragonborn character or something like that in the game right and you've got your mage right and you and like everybody had their own role and like the way they were talking about the mission and the quest was very much how you would do it when mm. you're setting up your own fucking quest when you're playing a game yeah i love little, the line when she was like she's like um you know the the shapeshifter yeah she's a uh, doran she's talking to chris pine's character she's like so what do you do and he's like i make plans and if that plan fails i make. she's like so you make plans that purposely fail so you're like needed and it's like no but again that felt very like you know like you're you're playing with your friends and you're like bro the plan you just made was garbage yes like, the fuck you know and again even even talking about again to like tie it to the game a little bit it was so fun to see because like right in in when you're building your team and when you're playing a game right every character kind of has their own purpose right right and in a lot of cases, the Bard, which was Chris Pine's character, is not a character that does a lot of fighting or deals a oh, lot of damage. Okay. And that, like, that's what he was in this movie. He what, was like not this... what does the Bard normally do in a real game? What does I? What does the Bard character normally do when you're playing the game? They they've got like some like some spells. Everybody's got spells, you know. But they they usually have a lot of um, equipment with them and stuff oh, like okay. that, right? You know. So I thought it was funny. So they're the caddy, just, right? Okay. More or less, yeah. And you know they they do, they obviously all have attack abilities, right? But they do they're more support characters in a lot of oh, ways, okay. which is exactly what Chris Pine was in this, right? They had like that one scene where he you know hit her in the face with his loot, right? Like like that was <laughs> it though. Like he was just an idiot for the rest of the movie, kind of like guiding the team or whatever, right? Yeah. And Michelle Rodriguez, right? She contributed nothing except kicking the shit out of people, which is just like you know when you're on a you're on a quest, you've got your tank character, they exactly. deal all the damage, and like, I love that. So cool. I love just the little part of like they made the strongest character. Or just a female character, right? Because female barbarians exist, but I'm just saying it, it's. A, I feel like we've seen the male tag character a million times. Yeah. So just a little thing. I was like, fucking make her a check. Yeah. Like, love that. And even that beginning scene when they're when they're escaping and like the beginning of the movie. Oh, when Hugh Grant is still on their team. Yeah, and he goes and and Chris Pine when they're, when they're like the uh, Chris Pine goes he goes he goes you got this right and she goes I know you don't and she just beats the shit out of everybody and he's still trying to cut his ropes oh on the, yeah on the steps and he's you like well, do you think these steps would be sharper. <laughs> That was such a great scene, and it's just like, oh my god, yeah. So that so that was the first thing that stood yeah. out to me. And then, well, and then we're talking about. I also loved um, the way they introduced the characters. They gave every single character enough backstory where you were could there, but we didn't need a fifteen minute yeah. thing. But I also loved how they made the two leads, which are Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. I loved how, and honestly, one of the first movies in a very long time that had a male female co lead, and there was no romance. Yep. And I loved that. It was like very, like from the jump, they're like, we're brother and sister pretty much. And that was it. And we never had that. There was no like, oh, well, maybe I find him attractive or this. Like, I love that they kept that. Yeah, zero sexual tension whatsoever. It was great. Right. And which is, I feel like, again, upending expectations because that, I feel like this movie was made 10, 15 years ago. They would have kissed. You totally. know what I mean? Especially when they went so far as to tell you that backstory. How they were like raising, raising their, their child, child together, right? right? But again, it was friends raising a kid. And I'm like, I've never seen. And again, when I see things in movies, I watch a lot of fucking movies. When they see things in movies, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen that 
I'm like I'm fucking in. Yeah, that's you know? that's yeah, like because yeah, when you when you watch as many movies as we do and you see stuff that still surprises you, you're like, oh shit. Wait, like, like two friends, like you know, mom. The mom, the, the mom died. Yes. Yes, the mom died. Oh yeah, yes. because they, the red wizard came yes. back. Yeah. And so then she was kind of with him, and she's like, "Well, I mean, I, I'll settle in with you. I'll help you right. raise the kid." And and then and but it, then the payoff of where that ends up at the end of the movie was it made so much sense. The writing was oh, dude, exquisite. The fact that like you know, I mean, once they once I saw Michelle Rodriguez again jumping to the end of the movie, once I saw her impaled. I knew right away what they were going to do. But even the fact that I knew what was going to happen, it was The way it was done. Yeah. Like, again, it didn't hit you over the head with it. And then when she was like, uh, he was like, I want, I'm trying to get your mother back. And then you realize Michelle Rodriguez is her mother. Right. And then like, and being like, oh, fuck. And realizing, again, it goes into that, like, I'm not a parent. But like, he kind of had to put his daughter's wants needs desires kind of above his own well exactly i mean it's it's a good it's a great character moment for him because it's at that point that he finally realizes that how to be a good father right and like like he was real he was primarily wanting to bring back his wife for him he kept on saying that it was for him and his daughter but in that moment he realized no i was really doing this for me but now i need to do it for her right because and that was his character arc because he Admits, I think you know, halfway through the movie, he goes, "No, you're right. I was a really bad dad. I'm, I'm owning that." Yeah. And then, as he goes to the movie, being like, "Oh, like what it is to be a good parent," and that was to bring back. Yeah. Uh, you know, like su- surprisingly deep for like this movie. Right. Like, but it wasn't. Fuck? But it wasn't like too shoehorned. No, no. It, it it felt very natural, which is you know, it's one of those things where they, you know, most of the time, movies that try to do this stuff. You know, like I remember, like going into it, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, this is like a long movie, but like it worked. I I literally did not feel the length. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's on my mind. I definitely felt the length Um, and the whiff. Um, (laughs) The girth. Yeah, the girth. Yeah, that's most important. no, but like, I remember seeing like, wow, this is like, what was it two two hour fifteen? Two or two fifteen? Yeah. Right, and I was like, in a bit, in like. Similar to Avatar, we're like, oh my god, we still got an hour. Yeah. Fuck? The like, only part of the movie that dragged for me a little bit was the the arena scene, like where they were in the, the labyrinth. Arena, the labyrinth. Yeah, yeah they like, ran. A lot, they did a lot of like running into corners, right. like, A few too many yeah, times. Like that dragged a little bit for me, but that was the only part of the movie that dragged. Everything else, I was like, oh, I'm into this. Like, right. And um, looking at the team behind it, it made a lot of sense. So, I guess I don't know. Like, Scream, you know, has Radio Silence, which is the two yep. directors. For this one, they had two directors, and they were the same two directors. And I think it was Lord and Miller, wasn't it? No, I thought it was no. It was John Francis Daly who was in Freaks and Geeks. Oh, Daly, that's right. And Daly, and I forget the other guy, but they did Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes, they were the directors, and I don't know if they were the writers. I feel like they were, but they were the writers of this movie. I'm 99 percent sure, but it made sense because they said, "Oh, we played D and D in the 90s." Right, exactly. That was because I was like. They learn, and it was funny because for John Francis Daly, there's a scene in Freaks and Geeks where they're playing D and D, and they all learned how to play it for that scene. Yep. And then they were like, "Wow, that's actually fun." And he goes, "I still play with the guys in the cast that has been a 25 year campaign." It's amazing. And I'm like, "This is what happens when you have fans not only directing but writing the movie because like." In the little bit of research I did, like the gelatinous cube that um that they all like jump into. I was reading. That was one of the first, like, I don't know what you want to call it, spell things. Yeah. 
in the original like game from 1965. Yep. Like that was like one of the first things. Like just little stuff like that of like it's like fan service, but it made sense for the story. Totally, it was so good. And like I loved talking about like the pacing of the movie. I remember at one point thinking like, okay, like now it's now like this is going to be a shitty throwaway drag ass scene. When Michelle Rodriguez goes back to her home to like settle things up with, with her. Bradley fucking with Bradley Cooper. Bradley fucking Cooper. I was like, what? <laughs> like, and the fact, and I love how like the little the the joke that like she has this little like short people fetish, right? Because she sees the other guy at the end of the yeah, movie, yeah, and she's right? like giving and him a wink. Like, yeah, she's but like, how, how is she getting pleasure? That's what I want to know. We're gonna go a sex podcast for like three seconds. Yeah, he dives how is he? The, he dives all the way in. He puts a full arm in. His full arm is like a toothpick. Two arms. I don't know. Both legs. I don't know. He's got to do something. But then, but like, but then he's down there. She gets nothing up top. Like, there's no kissing. There's no caressing. There's no baby. You're so hot. Like, he's just down there, like excavating. Well, that- like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, how? I'm- well, in the world of D and D, right? He probably, like I said, a lot of characters. Everybody's got some low, <laughs> some low level magic, right? He probably has like magic hand while he's, you know, the, oh. the, the magic ghost hand is up there caressing the nipples All while right. he's down there doing his job, you know. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. But yeah, I thought the whole little like sex bit of him of, of her being like into which, which I, like they never like I guess he was like a, a, a like a dwarf sort yeah. of like they never really explained like kind of what he like. A it also was like character. interesting in her backstory because it let her be vulnerable where she was really hurt, right? And then but also showed like they're like why'd you like break up and she's like because I'm with this team and I was never home yeah and he was like again want to talk about subverting he was saying what a lot of women do he's like you're always at work you were never at home and when you come home you'd be so mean and I'm here all day and like I need you yeah and I'm like we've heard this conversation before but we never hear it flipped exactly so just like little things like that yeah exactly it was really they did a really fucking good job with that I loved um so if we're going to individual characters, yeah. um, the mage, oh, so si- Simon. Simon, Simon, I think his name was. Yeah, I so loved good. how he started out, and he was so shitty. He's like grass, and I was like, <laughs> but he knew what he was doing because he was also collecting like their yes, their gold. And then I loved that, like yeah, we it was the trope of like I'm nervous about my powers. Right. It didn't last super long because once he, excuse me, once he got the helmet, he was a fucking. Yeah, the helmet was great. It was so awesome. I, w- I I wanted to see a little bit more of him with that, which I guess you, you did kind of get in the in the final fight scene with the with the red wizard. But yeah, like when he finally gets the helmet, he he punches himself in the face, and you find that it's you know him that's holding him back. Like that was just a cool like a whole a whole cool fucking scene. And I loved how again it was like every bit of it was very much like you know you got like a little like Star Warsy in a sense where it's like. You gotta do X to get to Y. It's like there's always oh, right. like some part of the quest. It's never just like a straightforward thing. It's like, oh, we gotta go and shut the tractor beam off in order for the, you know, that's right, like, exactly. <laughs> and then, um, I love. Honestly, my favorite character was Doran, the shapeshifter. I thought she was so good. And I, but again, I love that you had the the differences of like he, like the mage was a little like iffy about the power. She was like, oh no, I'm that bitch. You don't yeah. gotta worry about me. I'm gonna transform into six different animals in one second, and I, I'm good. Like I love when again we don't have to have that whole origin story. Like she was, like she was it for right. me. Like I fucking love that. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need to explain like where she comes from. She's like, yeah, no, my people, we transform into fucking animals. Done. Yes. End of story. Yeah. That's my power. And I'm, I'm and I've kind of like she was like an exile kind of because right. she was like I was ex she was exiled or sorry like her. Land was burned, so that's yeah, why like she Hugh was. Hugh Grant's character was like being a dickhead about it and like trying to. That's why she was with that, yeah, the people exactly. in the trees. 
Oh, it was so good. And, and they all, again, they all had their purpose. And I loved how, you know, they were using, like, the staff, you know, the portal, the yep. portal gun. <laughs> and then, like, it falls, and they open it, and they're like, fuck, it's, like, thing. And, it's, and, it's yeah. just, and she was like, oh, let me just chisel. I'll give become a yeah, fucking worm. Yeah, she becomes worm. a worm. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. And I loved how, you know, I, I remember thinking I was going to be, I remember thinking I was going to be annoyed with the movie at one point uh, with the final scene where the red wizard is finally, like, dispersing the red mist, yeah. right, that turns, you know, like, whatever. Um and like I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh god, like, now we're gonna have to deal with like, you know, some like, how do we stop the, the army know? of the undead? Right, that's like like some convoluted way they're gonna do it. But the, I think the way they solve that problem, I'm just giving by giving everybody ever. money it's, so they ex- they leave the stadium. That was so genius. Right, it was Robin Hood. Yes, Sell it from was the rich so and give to the poor. Yeah, but I love it. It's like they cleared that stadium out quick. Yes. Like I was, okay. <laughs> but it was great too because I feel like in like so many other movies you would see a scene where like. They started to do that, and it's like, you think they have the solution, and then it's like, no, the Red Mist is still expanding. Now what do we do? And then you're like, back to square one. But I loved how it was just like, the stadium, the Red Mist doesn't expand beyond the stadium. People are out. Because it's anticipated. Right? That's it. We're done. And like, I was so good. I loved it. I love the Red Wizard, too. Like, as just a villain, fucking creepy. So But I loved it. How she, like, was kind of in Hugh Grant's ear the whole time. But she had her own agendas. Yep. And she was just like waiting her time out. And she was fucking sick. I loved her magic. Yes, her magic was really dope. And the yeah. CG, bro. So I good. mean, come on. Yeah. They put a lot of time into this movie and it was really it really paid off. Like it really paid off. But you wanna know what and we we've said this multiple times, what they did that not a lot of movies did, they did things practically. Yes. When you get introduced to the paladin. The fish, the fish was real. Yeah. Then he pulled the little lamb baby out. The lamb baby was real. The mother he gave it to, that was someone in a prosthetic lamb goat thing. Like So good. They did practical things. And unfortunately, as great as CGI is, nothing means practical. So the fact no, that they yeah. took the time. I mean, even like when he was in full paladin armor, that was legit. Like the costumes were on point. Yeah, the costumes were incredible. And yeah, I agree. All, the, <clears> when, <throat> all, the, all of the effects that were practical were noticeable and they were really good. And like, yeah, I always prefer if they can do practical over, you know, CGI, like 10 times out of 10, it works better. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Cause even if you think about it, like the chest that she opens and it was the mouth, you can tell it was CG. Right. It was okay. Yeah. But again, like nothing beats the practical and they, and I'm glad that they made it a point to like, no, let's try it. Like, you know, like the townspeople, they're not all just human looking and you could tell that those were practical Makeup applications. Yes. Star Wars has been doing a lot of that lately with the Mandalorian. Like, oh, okay. so many practical effects for the, all the alien species that are there, you know, and like Yoda is still a fucking puppet, right? Or Grogu is still a puppet, yeah. right? They, they just do such good job. Like, the practical effects look so much better. Even if, you know, like, there are, cer- there are certain scenes, you know, especially in Star Wars where you can see some of the people that are in, like, the rubber masks or whatever playing an alien race. And like the 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 lip movements don't always perfectly oh, okay. match, but like it's so well done. Otherwise, it's like okay, so the lips are a little off. Like who the fuck cares? Like it doesn't yeah. really. It, it's so much better to see the practical effect than to just like nitpick about little things like that. Yeah, and yeah, and um, yeah, I liked how it ended. They definitely gave it. It's interesting. They if we don't get another one, it was satisfying. Yep. If we get another one, I can see it. But I think they want. I think the smart way to go is to make this 
more of an anthology. Like, I think if we do another one, maybe just um, Simon and Doran. Because obviously they made a little, like, you know, cuteness. Yeah. But then, because I feel like Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, like, their stories are complete. I don't think they have to bring them back. You could bring another Berserker in, just not her. Exactly. Um, I think... You know, because isn't that's kind of how a D and D campaign is? Like, oh, oh, we're doing. Oh, my character died. We bring someone else new in, and and just to keep it fresh and make it more anthology, where it's like, it's just them. You know, just bring them two back, and it has nothing to do with what they did previously. You know what they what they should do is yes, I agree. Make it an anthology, but have every every new group's quest connect in some way to the previous one so that like the so that the characters from this movie can just make like a, a quick cameo right as part of like one of the one of the things they have to achieve on their quest like the magic fucking key that they need is with these guys oh, right okay. so like the new group you have right at some point has to interact with the old group because they have something that they need right I can and, see and, that. and you can make it like you know fucking you, you, if you really want to, you can make it, like, cheeky and fun. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, what quest are you guys on? You know, it's like, oh, we're, we're off to see the fucking wizard. You know, like, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't even mention, I fucking love the fat dragon. Oh, my God. The fat, <laughs> the fat dragon was so good. Like, Especially when he comes out of the cave. And it's like, he just, like, fucking, like, is sliding amongst the, the yeah. bones down yeah. the hill. I was like, I fucking... <laughs> Love this dragon. Oh, the fat dragon was great. I forgot all about the fat dragon. That I mean, that whole cavern scene was amazing with the little... Oh, dude, how creepy were the fucking brain things? Oh, yes. By, like... And he was like, oh, they only eat people who are of a high intellect and they just pass over the whole team. <laughs> I mean, that whole scene, too, was like when you got to see... I forget his character's name now. Um, but uh, Renee Jean Page's like whole big fight scene was just like so dope. Like, yeah, I wish was so was, I wish he was in it a little more. He, like, again, nitpicking, but I felt like every other character in the movie made sense, and I felt like they were like he was like a we need him in the movie just for like promotional. So give him like three scenes and get him out. Like yeah, he, I felt like he should have been more of the team because he was in it for such a short time but he made such an impact and he was right. an integral part well he was you know what he was I mean he was he was an NPC right he was an NPC that you have to uh, okay. you know at some point on the quest you've got to go to town X to get magic artifact Y right which they were getting okay. that helmet right yeah. so he was like the NPC because a lot of times when you're doing D&D battles you have NPCs that'll come and like fight with you like you're not it's not always just the players fighting against the dungeon masters you know Villains, you can right. have the NPCs also support you, so that's exactly what uh, okay, he was. Okay, then he was like, just okay, a good then guy. I, yeah. Then I still like it. Okay. Yeah, he was just then, a good now, guy. now that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I mean, and, and that the, that whole action scene was just like all the uh, action just, uh, was, all was good. good yeah. And that's the thing that you worry about. Like, okay, if there's so much action, does it get repetitive? It's like no, because it like all felt fresh. I think of like the one where you know he is like you know doing his arms like that was all her but it was already like close combat right yep. and then you think of like his one and he's like shooting blades out of his arms and then you know she's fucking people up as the owl bear and then like jumping into like a becoming a deer to a yep. eagle like it was the and then like the final battle between Simon and the wizard was so good. amazing like so good like with the hands and they both had their hands going and and I loved like the Jackie Chan nature of a couple of Michelle Rodriguez's fight scenes where she wasn't just 
all fisticuffs. She was using a lot of her environment to help. Yeah, she was a brawler. Yeah, which is like very much what you see in a lot of Jackie Chan movies. He's always like yeah. pulling books off the shelf and using other like things around him. And I'm interested to see. I feel like the daughter will come back. I think if anything, we might do a time jump and she's, because they made a point that, no, she has this locket. So yep. she has something to offer. Exactly. Team. And I like that she was like, Kind of like, but save the day yeah, a little bit. Yeah, she a little bit at the Because end there, yeah. she's the one that put the magic cuff, and she was like, ha, bitch, yeah, you fought. Totally. And I, I loved that they brought the magic cuff back around, because at first I was just like... It felt like a McGuffin. Like, it, it totally like, oh, McGuffin, I, I felt yeah. like easy. Like, oh, of course they have a fucking magic cuff. Exactly. It's like, oh, so here we're going to, now we're going to... Because that, that, that was one of the reasons why <clears throat> I didn't like that... Uh, uh, I didn't love that um, the labyrinth, the labyrinth scene, right? Because it's like, okay, we have to find a way. It's like weakening Superman, right? We've got to find a way to make it more interesting, because otherwise, with the regular powers, they're just going to fucking magic their way out of it, right? right? Which, of course, it totally would have. So, in order for that scene to work, you've got to find a way to limit their <clears throat> abilities. And I'm like, oh, here's this fucking MacGuffin right now. But then when it came back in the end, I was like, okay, cool. Like now I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm glad they're also marketing it. I saw a trailer and it was like the year's biggest surprise and I was like yes like yes marketed as that because that's how I felt it's literally what it was like I did not I mean like I remember we saw you know we were watching it because um, it had been drafted in our Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League um, and it got drafted like late because we were all like you know it'll probably be like 70s at best maybe right 90s like, like, on both critics and right it got released and we're like we're talking about it in the chat we're like excuse me like is this the same movie that we're talking about right here like yeah. above nine like what the fuck so I feel like a, a sequel's guaranteed has to I be. just hope they keep the same team yeah because I think that's where the bread and butter is and I'm interested to see listen Dungeons Dragons is so fucking huge they literally have everything out there yeah disposal because i would almost like to see like i could see them bringing a few characters back i could see them being like oh the new one the daughter's now 21 and she's like some kind of invisible fucking thief and like even though she can only turn invisible she's like super agile and she like can pickpocket like and she again honor among thieves or whatever the second one be called and she has to steal something and whatever that means yeah no it's like you said before if they if they do it right they can make a whole universe out of this my off fr- of just anthology movies. Yeah, that's right? that's what my friends said. Like, yeah, they were like, "This could be the MCU for fantasy." Right, because you because you saw like like you said, they made it very clear in a lot of different scenes that there's this whole world out there, right? And it's not just confined to this human centric. Because world, they went to right? a bunch like, of different places in the movie. Yeah. They made it like I think they were did that purposely to be like, "Oh no, there's a lot of yeah. places." And you saw you saw at least. What like seven different races of fucking creatures throughout yes. the entire movie? Like, cause even even in the the early scenes, right, with the um, when they're in the the prison tower or whatever, right? There's like two other races of creatures right there. The dude with the wings. Oh yeah. And the other like scaly looking fucking. Oh my guy, god, Jonathan. Right? <laughs> they're like, oh, Jonathan's not here, and I really thought like, oh, it's their friend that's gonna try to help them, <laughs> and, and they're just, like, no, we're just gonna use them as a fucking sled. And then at the end of the movie, when Hugh Grant tries to do the same thing, and they put a brick wall up where the window used to be. <laughs> Poor Jonathan, man. Dude, oh my god, it was so everything about this movie was just incredibly well done. Like yeah, I said, I honestly can't so think of another. I mean, not that we get a ton of fantasy movies, but I can't think of like the last good fantasy movie. I, mean, I guess you could maybe call like the first Hobbit was okay, the other two were okay for yeah. me. But other than that, I can't think of any like fantasy movies that were recent. No, you Lord know? of the Rings were the last like real good fantasy movies, like, yeah, by far. So you know. the again, it's it's a it's a marketing of 
what what's needed. Right. You know, like I mean, rom coms will always exist, but they're gonna get saturated, right? right? But like the the market hasn't had a fantasy movie, which I think also helps it being like, oh, it's the biggest surprise is because there hasn't been, you know, one since the last time it battle the five armies, which was what, yep. like five, six years ago, if that. And so like the market was needing or wanting something like that, which I think helped. And I have to say I gotta give credit to like a lot of the costume and the set designers and the cinematography because one of the things that I think a lot of fantasy movies suffer from is they go too far in one direction as it relates to those set pieces and stuff, right? So you either have you either have movies that are um, like they, they they always go with like the medieval timesness of it where everything is like gray and oh bland, okay yeah right or like they go, what is that what's the dragon movie I'm thinking of like uh, Dragonheart or Dragonborn no Dragonheart yeah yeah right or they or they go too far in the other direction where everything just looks too clean and pristine. Oh, like like the elves. Nice. The elves. Right, exactly. um, I forget what their name is, but like when they when they all visit the elves and exactly. uh, and it's very like on, on the the waterfall and the yep. trees and it's like overly bright. But and... this movie hit the perfect balance of it. Made you feel like it was a little medieval timey, a little grimy, a little dirty, but it wasn't over the top. It wasn't too much. The right, one but they were in the forest. It looked like a regular forest. Exactly right. There was like there was like the color palette were like vibrant but not like excessive right yes. and the scenes that were like meant to be gray and dark were like perfectly gray and dark they weren't like you know Game of Thrones where you have to turn up the brightness on your TV to fucking see what's <laughs> happening right like you know so it was like I props to that whole crew because they did a fantastic job with that yeah, part yeah it was so good yeah. I, I, I think I'll probably end up watching it again before it leaves theaters it's but, not a bad idea because like that's how I know like the minute it you want to go see over. it again, yeah. The minute it was over, I was like, if they were going to say I could play it again, I probably would just stay here. Yeah. Well, it was like, like when Spider-Man uh, No Way Home came, I saw that four times in theaters. Like, oh, really? Three times in the first release, and then once in the re-release with the extra footage. <laughs> <laughs> I felt um, so bad for the... Uh, you saw the mid credit scene? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad for the guys. Like, can someone fucking ask me a question, please? <laughs> that, was, that, was one of my, that was probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Like, Because it, it was just like, again, it was taking all of this movie, took so many elements with so many other different types of movies. Like That was like an Abbott and Costello routine right. but, thrown into this movie. But from what I read, that spell, the asking the five questions, is a real spell in D&D. It is. Yes, it is. Yep. It Which I'm is. like, so the fact that they were able to use that spell make it for comedy but then also have it drive the story i mean they had to do it a few times yep. to get like where the helmet was but i'm saying it also drove the story but it was funny at the same time exactly excellent writing um have you seen john wick yet no all right we need to go see john wick yes that needs to that's be the, the next max. that's the next movie we talk well, about because, and that's the thing again nine ninety in above 90s for audience and above 90s for critics i'm like what everyone's saying it's the best of the which is how for, it's how? the fourth movie in the series and it's somehow well, the that's best. how that said, never happens but that's what we said about scream like how is the sixth movie and it was like that it was yeah. actually really good like yeah and then yeah I'm, I'm excited about this year for movies i i, I there's so many good movies coming out this year I, i'm gonna say it i have a feeling honor of thieves is gonna be in my top five this year unless yeah, something comes in really blows me the fuck away yeah i mean but i think it's my top five right yeah now. i mean I, I know that i'm gonna be um you know uh like i'm gonna be a total mark obviously for guardians i i know that yeah. um depending on 
how shitty Ezra Miller is in The Flash, it's going right. to be hard for me to say no to Michael Keaton returning as Batman, right? You know, but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, like Evil Dead is coming up still. Oh my right? God, I forgot. Um, you know, and, that, and that's gotten some some good some stuff got, too. Yeah, so so there's a lot of good stuff coming out. We're gonna have a lot of good content for yes, the rest of this absolutely. year. I'm very excited about it. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully we'll see John Wick next. I mean, we got to carve out like half a fucking day. It's like a three hour long move. That's okay. I know. Um, I'm the fact to, that I'm it's three hours that. and no one's complaining. That is three hours. It's like, all right, all right. I have a high body count. And all I right, can't, can't wait. wait. Yeah, <laughs> um, so we'll be back with that and uh, lots of other stuff coming up soon. Like Guardians is only a few weeks out. I know, you right? Know? Like, so yeah, I'm very, very Evil excited. Dead is at the end of this month. Yep, yep. Lots of good stuff coming out. Um, so, and I'm uh, sure there'll be some surprises that we didn't anticipate either. Yeah, at some point it's going to be like, let's go see movies tonight. Let's see what the fuck else is out there. Like mm-hmm. some stuff coming to streaming soon. We'll, we got plenty of good stuff coming your way. So, um, We'll see you guys soon. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Will. This is Ready, Set, Review.